for bringing that all back together. Thank you for making sure that this show starts yeah. on the correct beat. Yeah. Talking about It's Always Sunny in of Philadelphia. Of course. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Rumham and Wild Cards, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome, welcome. This is the only It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast recorded in Charlie's Badroom in the attic of Patty's Pub. My name is Brayden, and I am here with some hosts that uh, got the mosts. Donnie, say hello to the fine folk. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Adam is here. Hey, how's it going? And back on the phone with us, the dish of the day. Maybe. Are you still on the Raspberry phone? Raspberry Pop-Tarts. Raspberry pop I like how you didn't answer for a few minutes to build up the suspense. That was... That was uh, genius. Uh, I, you can't tell right now, but in post, I put a drum roll right there. Oh, so yeah. while we heard silence, Good. the <laughs> listeners heard a drum roll. <laughs> You're a raspberry Pop-Tart? Raspberry Pop-Tart. Is that a thing? If there's blueberry yeah. granola, there's uh, raspberry Pop-Tart. Hmm. Raspberry, that's like the worst. I, lo- I'm, I like the sugary Pop-Tarts. I mm, like those Oreo ones. Would. The I, s'mores. I, I, I was born you with a sweet would. tooth. <laughs> Mean. The brown cinnamon sugar ones. Adam's still, just jealous because he can't have them because of his diabetes. And uh, uh, gluten. Ooh. I can't <laughs> have the gluten anymore. <laughs> I can't have the gluten anymore. It's okay. Can't have gluten either? What? Yeah. That's, not a, that's absolutely not okay. What? Yeah, I know. It's okay. We'll get you through this. We'll get you through this episode here today. Well, welcome to the show, you guys. Like I said, Rumham and Wild Cards. We are talking about Season 3, Episode 4 today. The gang gets held hostage. We got an interesting show for you today. But first, go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at AlwaysSunnyPod. That's where you can find some delicious memes and fun polls and great conversation and people telling us how wrong we are about our episode reviews. So that's always fun. At AlwaysSunnyPod, Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you think of the show. And our AlwaysSunnyPod, if subreddit is more your style, you can uh, head on over to our subreddit, are always sunny pod where you can find the list of lists every episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia ranked or every episode that we've done thus far and our youtube channel rum ham and wild cards search it on youtube and uh check out some episode highlights find out what episode you want to listen to next on our youtube channel last but not least our rum ham and wild cards wild card crew listener of the episode johnny bravo delta yes very witty name. Very witty name there. Uh, Johnny Bravo. Oh, the alpha numeric. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, appears to be a Vegas Golden Knights fan, so we love we love the Golden Knights here on the podcast. Uh, almost as, Yeah, almost as much as we uh, love getting drunk on fight milk yeah. and punching stuff. How'd the Knights do an opening night? They won. Yes, we won. they did. Smack and I'm not even a Knights guys. fan. Good shit. There's, there's a, I'm an Edmonton Oilers fan. <laughs> You're off the podcast. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the gang gets held hostage. Season three, episode four. This episode was released September 20th, 2007, which was the same date as the previous episode. I think there might have been a double premiere that night on FX. Uh, this episode was written by Rob McElhenney, and the story is from Lisa Parsons. So she is writing credits on it. This episode is directed by Fred Savage. Fred Savage is back. You might remember from The Gang Gets Invincible, one of the first episodes we reviewed this season. So let's get into it here. Following the events of The Gang Gets Invincible, the McPoyles take over the bar and hold the gang hostage. Did you hear that? I think you need to. 
There's no way they're gonna get those demands. What if they can't get a plane to Hollywood? Jack, oh, get those places don't even exist no, they anymore. They don't even make those jackets anymore, and then they have to call Stallone or someone. He's not gonna give his thoughts on. He's Maybe not gonna Ackroyd. They're not gonna Shut part with their house. They're not gonna part with their touch with those guys. That's in in reparations for shooting Doyle McPoyle in the leg. For those of you who don't remember, anyways, the McPoyles force the gang to break stuff in the bar. They force the gang into breaking each other. It seems uh, Frank goes die hard and mm-hmm. climbs into the ventilation in Patty's to find his will. Why did you hide your will in the ceiling? I didn't do it. Charlie did it. Why did Charlie hide your will in the ceiling? Because I didn't want to crawl around these vents. Give me my gun. You think you can make sense of Charlie's map because it's dark as a well digger's ass up here? Frank, no one understands the subtleties of Charlie's retardation better than me. I can guide you right to it. There's a lot of alliances made, a lot of alliances broken in this episode. It all culminates into a rooftop showdown. So, yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. Let's get into this episode. What would you guys think of Season 3, Episode 4? I think... I like the- Margaret. Yeah, she's fun. Yes. Creepy. All the McPoyles, really. Is this especially the- Margaret. This is the first time we've seen Margaret, right? Uh, not the... No. F- not the first time we've seen Margaret. She's shown up twice before, but this is the first time she's interacted with the whole gang. Okay. The way that her yeah. brothers have. Um, McPoyles are played by just three wonderful actors. Jimmy Simpson, Liam McPoyle. If you're a fan of Westworld, mm-hmm. you might recognize him. Uh, Ryan McPoyle is played by Nate Mooney. And I'm so worried I'm going to butcher this first name here. Thessy Surface as Margaret McPoyle in this episode. So three really great actors that they turn into these yeah. sweaty creatures <laughs> that the characters interact Hot with. Hot and clammy. Hot and clammy, just okay. how they like it. She can't hear, Margaret can't hear you pronounce her first name, so that's, that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Simpson Brown is so good in this episode, I want to say. He, he really steals the show. Uh, yes, I think I don't know. I have a hard time picking a favorite McPoyle. Um, yeah, in this Royal. episode, sure. Royal. Yes, <laughs> Royal McPoyle. Wasn't that played by? Mm, well. No, he's uh, he's the bird. He's he's the bird. He's um, the bird. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time picking a favorite McPoyle in this episode, uh, because one of my favorite bits is when they're all raising their hand and Margaret yeah. is doing it, and they're all blinking really fast. I'll talk more on that later. Uh. But also when um, Ryan stabs Liam, oh, he's, he's so funny. funny. He throws milk on it. Like, come on! Like, it's oh, it's like picking your favorite child. But he does can't. it. He does it. He's screaming in pain, and then he calmly says, "Can I have that milk right there?" And then he pours it on him. Yeah, back to back to agonizing pain. <laughs> That's really Skim great. For the lady, skim for the lady, and it's all lukewarm. What? Uh, before we get to the actual hostage situation, let's start it out from the beginning because uh, the McPoyles enter the bar. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but Patty's pub, the door opens outward. <laughs> they barricade the door from the inside, effectively doing nothing to barricade That's the door. Great. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't notice this until the most recent rewatch, but they, they open the door and then proceed to barricade it from the complete wrong side. Yeah, and they have fake guns too, so it's all it was all it's all stupid, all fake. Yeah, Donnie I wanted to talk about that later when we talk about the story yeah. in the second half of the episode, but since you brought it up, Adam, that is a large plot hole, I think, mm. because V takes the gun and cocks it and then only realizes it's a fake gun at the end conveniently. She's, you know, she's sick. She's I thought got that was a glaring 
Right. She's, well, got she's sick. Syndrome. She's sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, it's a, it's a great uh, twist that they have the at twist. the end. I know we just said we're starting with the beginning and somehow we've already jumped to the <laughs> end of the freaking episode. What is but, this, uh, Christopher uh, Nolan podcast? <laughs> last, last episode, Donnie was talking about how um, he wanted the reveal at the end to be better by not exposing that Bruce Mathis was in on the plot the whole time. Um, and, and you kind of get it this episode, Donnie, where we don't know that the McPoyles are screwing with the gang until the very end of the episode, the last 30 seconds. So I, yeah, good no, point. I, I definitely give them more some, credit uh, for that. Reach around point, wrap around points. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Freudian slip. <laughs> uh, wrap around also known as a plot twist by literally any other critic in the world. Um, uh, it's it's very present in this episode. But back to mm-hmm. the beginning, they they set up the Die Hard references that go on. Uh, yeah. When Frank originally goes into the vent, he's wearing a shirt over his his wife beater that mm-hmm. is revealed later. Um, a lot Never of great seen stuff. That the lighter in the air duct. Yeah, you should. It's a it's a great movie. Really I good. don't watch Christmas movies on yeah. principle. Well, the good thing it's not a Christmas movie, according to a lot of people. So you don't, you don't, you don't need to watch it during Christmas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some other diehard references. Well, I'm on it real quick. If you if you haven't seen the movie, like the dish of the day, uh, Liam dropping off the building uh, yeah. is yeah. is a reference. Uh, crawling around in the vents with the lighter and Yippie Kaye, Mister Falcon is sort of a meta reference when Die Hard was aired on TV. It was famously replacing the line Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, with Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. And they played a lot on FX, if I remember. Yeah. FX has the movies. Ooh. Remember that? Remember that? Ooh, back when the show was premiering? Yeah. FX. Remember when FX would do DVD on TV? Yes. Yeah. Because that's what people wanted. I did. DVD commentary and special features. I did. Let's go. Actually, I think I, I would if if FX. Oh, this is gonna be so bad because an executive is gonna hear this and go for it. If FX did what uh, NBC Universal is doing to The Office, where they're releasing it on their service with extended episodes, deleted scenes, and bloopers included in the episode, I think I'd watch the hell out of that. I'll, I own all the DVDs, but I'll watch the hell out of it. I want to see that for Community. Like something uh, like you, that. You think it exists for community? Maybe. I don't know. Dan, Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon's fun. He does a lot of stuff like yeah. that. He might have something up his sleeve. I just found an old Dan Harmon show that I want to watch. Welcome back to every sorry. other podcast. Yeah, besides, sorry. It's always sunny. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I want to say the cold, the cold open to this episode was excellent. And I think it was much better than the last episode. What do you guys think? How they're trying to... Like, the, no? Uh, nothing really stood out. Yeah, how they're trying to sell D. Like, take the girl, take the girl, take her. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, that just is go. kind just of keep, funny. Just That's keep just talking. Like... Go. Don't argue with them. Go, D. That's fun. I think the funnier part of that cold opening was the conversation between Frank and Charlie. Uh, Frank and Mac. Mac. About uh, Charlie's yeah. will. Okay. Um, like tissue Why paper. did you hide the will in the attic? I didn't. Charlie did. Why did he hide it? Because I told him to. Because <laughs> I told him. That, that exchange is really good. And yeah. then, uh, can you rip an asshole? Yeah. Like tissue paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like tissue time. paper. <laughs> He's just so confident. He's like, of course you can. Uh, and they they uh, talk a lot about Stockholm Syndrome right away. Dee's the first one to bring up Stockholm Syndrome, but then she's also the first one to fall for it. It's That's another yeah. one of my favorite sunny tropes. 
is um, someone in the gang will be hyper aware of something and then fall to it themselves. I'm pretty sure it takes like days, at least days in captivity to develop Stockholm. Most sure. likely, yes. Yeah, I think it's got to be days at least. Or it would be much more severe than them just kind of being fake held hostage and nothing really Well, happening. they made him dig. They made him, I don't want to be on, you don't want to be on my dig team? <laughs> I volunteer to take a break first. <laughs> that's that's great. You guys ever have like a, you ever have a coworker that, that's like that? Where, you know, yes. it's time to do something and they're like, all right, I'm going to go sit over here for a second. I'll be right back. I got to use the restroom. You remember anyone <laughs> from you. work, Donnie? Uh, yeah, like you. No way. <laughs> I was a hard worker. Yeah, I still work remember at Broken Bowl, so uh, I'm remember? definitely not going to trash anybody that works there. So if you want to refrain from that, also that probably be. Are you still, you still work jobs? You still work there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I haven't cool. worked there in like a year Good because we've been closed. But yeah, when we open, oh. I'll be I back didn't mean there our for current the jobs. I mean, like, I mean, like, I worked in at general. Domino's for a while, and there was this dude that whenever there was a rush, I don't know how he managed to do it. He would just either be hiding in a freezer or in the restroom during the rush. And as soon as the rush is over, he's back. Yeah, and 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 that's the first guy that comes to mind. And then when we got robbed, you know, it was Whoa. in the middle of a <laughs> yeah, we got that. robbed at Domino's. What a transition! You got oh. taken, held hostage. You got you <laughs> <Yeah>. the <laughs> was not held hostage, but we were in the middle of a rush, so. <laughs> Of course, the dude wasn't in there, so he he went to the restroom, and he comes out, and there's, like, cops everywhere. He's like, what the hell happened? <laughs> he went right back into the restroom. He said, nope. He's <laughs> like, I'm right not doing fuck around. Yeah, um, he's, you, ever had a, you ever had a boss who was like that, who didn't give a fuck? Yes, my boss, when I told her we were being robbed, she, oh, she just kind of rolled her eyes and went, oh, I caught the police. Oh. I was like, what? I was like, so, okay, I'll tell the story real quick. So I was like, you have to. It was in the middle of summer. We, we <laughs> live in Las Vegas, so summer in Vegas, obviously hotter than hell. So this dude walks hot in wearing clammy. hot and clammy. He's wearing this hoodie. I'm like, that's weird. Who is wearing a hoodie in the middle of summer? He looks like the kind of guy that would rob us. So I walk to the front of the store and I see he's got like, he doesn't have a gun out, but it looks like the outline of a gun in his pocket. I don't know if he ever had one, but I'm hearing saying like under the register. I know, I know you guys keep money under the register too. I'm just thinking to myself. Ah, oh, damn it! He is the kind of guy that would rob yeah. us. <laughs> I was, I was trying so hard just to like not like exert myself on anyone, and uh, and and he ended up proving me right. So I just go to the back. And I'm like, hey, um, we're being robbed. <laughs> she just kind of just rolls her eyes, and she's just like, call the police. Like I guess it was a common occurrence. So yeah, that guy disappears, and he comes back, and places covered in cops and that's my my diehard story another mugging another mugging story this didn't happen to me i think it goes in line with being taken held hostage but it is more more about the mcpoyle situation a friend of mine was mugged in an alley with a bunch of other friends the guy had a outline of a gun in his shirt or whatever and he's like throw your money on the floor so they did that and then at the end he pulled out his phone that he was pretending to be a gun and he was like just so you guys know it wasn't an actual gun, and then he he left. Apparently, that's a common occurrence because the charge for armed robbery is a lot more than the charge for unarmed robbery. Oh, for sure, so. yeah. <laughs> if you can convince someone you have a gun and you can rob them without that, like you deserve that money. Yeah, well, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you got got. You got got. But fucking. <laughs> Sorry, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, like you said, yeah, they will get in far less trouble. Like, if you just convince someone to give you your money and, like, threaten them and say you have a weapon as opposed to actually pulling a weapon on them and having a weapon. Point of clarification. Nope. He took the money. Yeah, it's still robbery. He's yeah, still getting he in trouble. The, yeah. He took the money. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It was still wasn't just still illegal. It wasn't a prank. It wasn't a prank. <laughs> it wasn't just like, ah, you guys learned your lesson. Yeah. This wasn't a gun. Don't give up your money so easily. Uh, <laughs> I don't see how this is a prank know. at all. Cool <laughs> strategy. Super still illegal. <laughs> There's a camera over there, bro. Know. It's a prank. <laughs> it's knowing, knowing that, I feel like I wouldn't work just tell that information to the police officer i would just be like yeah he said he had a gun it's logan yeah. paul and exclude the phone story yeah for sure yeah yeah why would you include that what an idiot oh shit yeah but that also would make you a obstruction to whatever and then you're you're facing charges if you lie to really. the police you can't do that <laughs> i don't know i don't know my first amendment i think it allows me to lie i don't know to all of our law degrees are really coming in handy right now <laughs> right yeah R- there we go Rumham and wild cards <laughs> Rome Hammond Wildcards. If we're not talking about something that isn't, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Just we're mess- pretending to have law degrees. Only bird <laughs> messes Brian Unger. He's got some some credentials. Brian Unger, please give us your lawyer advice. <laughs> he reaches out. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Just like I have to tell those idiots yeah. in the show, I'm not <laughs> helping you. All right, give us your Jew advice, Brian Unger. Not a Jew. Not a Jew. Be a lot cooler if you were. Um. Stockholm Syndrome bit we talked about there. Uh, the ride is another bit that I loved in this uh, episode just because um, I like Seinfeld a lot. And that's a lot of what they do in Seinfeld where someone will introduce a term like double dipping or um, master of your domain. And then they use it 40 times in that sentence. But Sonny does it kind of in a way Seinfeld sometimes does where they, they like... They justify their selfishness with their new term. And he's like, you double dip your chip, I'll double dip mine. So when they're saying the ride over and over again, I got a, I got a very Seinfeld vibe from it. Where she's like, I don't want anybody to have to die, but if somebody does, there's no reason it shouldn't be Dennis. It should be Dennis, yeah. right? He, he had a great life. Oh, yeah, he had a sure. full, full good ride. Oh, a fantastic ride. I had a terrible ride. Charlie, you had the worst ride. I had the worst you ride. You deserve another shot at the ride. I want a better ride. Oh, you had a ride and ride. Okay. So listen, here's what we do. And they say it over and yeah. over oh, again. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Very Seinfeldy, And uh, I, I yield on that point. I, I got Seinfeld I agree. vibes. Yeah. Which is so not the first time. Up a term that I mentioned last time uh, um, that we're going to we're going to basically use like the ride. We're going to mention it every single episode from here on out until it's done to death. Um, not as funny the second time around. I thought the whole alliance breaking scheme, making and breaking alliances very very quickly. I don't know. I just didn't think that was as funny uh, on the rewatch. Hmm. I mean, you kind of expect it from yeah. the game. I guess the first time it was probably a bit funnier because you don't you're not in, as involved in the characters that much. You're still kind of iffy on their, um, you know, dickishness. But on the you know 134th rewatch, you're like, okay, this is this is what they do. You're like, uh, you see D setting up a plan, and you expect the very next shot to be her breaking that plan, basically, or alliance. Yeah. 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 I think it's it's still funny because it's still hard to keep track of. So it's fun to follow their journey every time you watch it because I I, I don't remember it. It's hard to keep track of like who's crossing who sometimes. There's I, I tried to keep track. There's like 
five, six double crosses in this episode. It's it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. it's a lot. Um, and I don't know. Is what do you guys think? Is that is this one of the things where it's better to know the characters? Is this one of the episodes where it's better that we know the characters a lot? Is it worse now that we know the characters a lot? It's important to know that Charlie's illiterate, I guess. Yeah, uh-huh. I was actually just going to bring that up. I think that that's funny anytime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how many Charlie's, the jokes that they can make with Charlie's illiteracy is funny regardless of how many times you watch it. The kid's an idiot. <laughs> um, when I first started watching the show, the, the first um, few episodes I watched were sporadic. They were like a few from season two, a few from season three. And then I went to season one because that's just how my friend showed it to me. So I thought that the previous episodes I had watched hinting at Charlie's illiteracy led up to this grand joke in this episode where Frank's unable to read the map and goes, Jesus Christ, the kid's an idiot. So I laughed way harder than I should have at, at that joke at first because I was like, are you kidding me? All that just to set up one joke? And he's like, no, 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 dude. You're going to see this shit comes into yeah. play way more than you think. Yeah. Charlie's illiteracy, that is. Yeah, he Good is pretty take. illiterate, but he was also pretty clever in this episode. He was yes, he I, was plotting and scheming, which I do love from Charlie. Me too. I love it when he when he thinks he's he gets one on top of people. Like when he dupes Mac <clears throat> by farting in his face. Yeah, I, yeah, I, like the moment, map, you idiot. The farting <laughs> in the face. And then his justification. I thought we were going to die, and I never farted in your face before. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's funnier than the face farting, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, and Margaret, like, licking her lips. Oh, yeah, like, she was watching that entire thing just sitting there. She can't hear them. She doesn't know. She can't read their lips. She doesn't know what's going yeah, on. She's, she's just, just like, he's just staring at his bare ass. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you covering your lips? I don't want her to read my lips. <laughs> yeah. That was like, that's another Seinfeld bit. No, that's, that's a, another Seinfeld that's a 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, shit. It's probably happened before both of those, to be completely honest. Uh, but it's probably no, yeah, it's from that movie. It's, definitely, it's from that movie. Definitely. But it might be known from that movie, and yeah. people probably reiterated before, but like, I'm pretty sure that I joke. I'm pretty sure it's happened ability, before that. It's specifically from, from that movie. Literally. To read lips, that joke has been made. That's what I'm saying. That joke has been made way before that <laughs> yeah. movie. Yes, no, exactly. Definitely. But the, but the yes. way they set it up with like he, Charlie's on the left. It might be a Max funny specific on the right. reference exactly to that movie. Yes. I'm just saying that, like you said, they didn't originate that joke in the Space Odyssey. I think they did. I don't I, know. That right. joke That's was made before so. 2001. Brady, Brady, you I don't have to buy that. We have this really I cool, we have this really dope <laughs> website. I agree with Donnie. <laughs> you can, you I got a website here in front of me that allows me to search anything on the internet. Yeah. So I'm looking up oh. 2001: A Space Odyssey. Came out in 1984. This episode of Seinfeld what? came out in the 90s. So the bit from Seinfeld is probably a play off of 2001. 2001 is it's from the 60s. What we're still saying though is that the that reason like, that got put in the movie is because that joke was made before. It's a long oh. standing. It's like knock, sorry about knock, that. I was looking there, at the wrong one. 68. <laughs> isn't from any specific No, you guys aren't listening. I'm saying literally the specific, all the themes and the cinematography of that scene, they're based off of the scene from 2001 Space Odyssey. I don't know. You you said that for like four or five episodes now, so I don't know. What are you talking about? Well, we know the capable references. Yeah, yeah. 
But like, I don't remember how many, somebody farting in someone's bare ass face in 2001. Not that. Yeah, I'm not talking about much of that. You guys think I'm talking about that part? <laughs> no, but if there's like one joke, like a, like a seven Fuck second, you. like a seven second portion, like like I'm saying that that joke has been made before. Just because it's a guy next to another guy talking to a girl doesn't mean it's from a movie. I've never no. seen the movie. Okay, then, then I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's from that movie because there's a, there's an AI who's who can't hear is not. Can't read lips or they right, and we've acknowledged what you're saying, yeah. but you still don't. You still won't admit that that joke was made long before that movie. They didn't originate the joke in that movie. But I'm just telling you that. How did exactly? How did Helen Keller? How did Helen Keller's parents get her to shut up? They gave her oven mitts. Uh, <laughs> this sort of like don't have the normal ability to hear things, so you cover up your lips or you give her oven mitts because she talks with sign language. That joke has existed since people realize that there were deaf mutes out there. It's not from 2001 A Space Odyssey. That's I tell you guys are wrong. You guys are wrong. You think they made that joke up? They were the first ones to I'm ever make that joke. I'm not saying they made the joke up. That's, what we're, that's that. all we were I'm saying. saying in, in pop culture, I'm saying this is probably that's probably one of the first uses of it in and not in a comedy sense, but in a plotline sense. Obviously, Sonny and Seinfeld have used it for comedy, not to move a plotline forward like they did in 2001 because he has to escape Hal. Yeah, I think they're directly referencing that scene when they're, they're trying I to I do, hide. having said all of that, I do think Seinfeld is referencing 2001, I and not, I think I don't know what you're Sonny could about. be referencing both. Okay, I don't so know what you're talking about from, from Seinfeld. There's an Jesus Christ, the kid's an idiot. There's an episode <laughs> where Jerry's dating a deaf woman, and they hire the deaf woman to go to a party with him be, so she can read lips across the room and find out what people are saying about them. So they're at dinner... And 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 um, George and Jerry are both covering their mouths while they're talking, and at the end of the conversation, it's revealed she understands them the whole time. Essentially, the opposite of what happens in the sunny scene. They find out Margaret can't understand them, regardless of whether or not they cover their mouths. Okay, I see. So back to it's always sunny for a second. <laughs> to bring it back, yeah. <laughs> to, to bring it back, instant, it is is a reference find- on a reference. Sorry. The instant they find out that Margaret's a deaf mute, and then they're like, "Okay, we're just gonna fuck with her." I think that's pretty funny. That's great. Yeah, like, that's like one of the she funniest parts. You. He's a deaf mute, and then she's a deaf mute, and then they're like raising their hands, blinking, fucking <laughs> with her. I think that was pretty funny. I laughed really, really hard at that part on my rewatch. That that one is better after numerous rewatches. I think that Nasta. one. Nasta. Nasta. The opposite of whatever Nasta. The opposite is. of Nasta. <laughs> Not as funny after second watch. Um, more on this episode. Fun fact: Kaylin Olson's pinky toe was broken during the shooting of this episode. So that that's some that dedication to the craft. That's that some dedication. She broke a, it while recording, or recorded it after she had a broken toe. I think she might have been in a boot of some oh, sort. Okay, I've okay. never broken my pinky toe. I don't know what the required bandages are. No, I didn't know if you meant like. As they were recording, like something happened and she broke her toe during the recording of this episode. I don't think that's what happened because I feel like I would have yeah. heard the story of how she yeah, broke yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so props to Kayla Nolson. Dedication, real to the craft. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and has nothing on you, Kayla Nolson. Uh, and then the plot hole, of course, that we pointed out earlier, D grabbing the shotgun halfway through the episode and not realizing it's rubber then. But does that is that a plot hole or is that just D being a screw up? Like, she could have pointed it out then and ended the episode. But like we're saying, she was just so mentally fucked up already that for whatever reason, the guns made the clicking sound. So they were 
unless they were just implying that we were imagining that and it was just added in sound effects but they were making the clicking sound every time they like cocked it I'm so not like, a, even if they were rubber at least they were making the cocking sound so at least if she was really that mentally disabled like despaired whatever then like she would have cocked the gun and been like all right maybe this is a real gun and like wouldn't have thought anything of it even even like prop guns i think they can still move right uh I, it depends on the know. caliber of prop gun but um i'm not a gunsman can you cock a shotgun multiple times without shooting it? I don't think so. I, I don't know. Uh, I've, I've you'd have to shoot it, or maybe I'm sure. I think it. you could probably uncock it or I think release I shot it, a 12 it or gauge whatever. Once, and I never tried to, you know, do the the mooch, I'll be back kind of thing. You know, like <laughs> I'll be back. Um, so I I don't know. I call BS on that too, but they're fake guns, so I guess it's right for me to call BS on it. Not the biggest, you know plot hole in the story but maybe yeah. i see your point it's rare your point. it's rare that we get plot holes in this show but when we do they're they're somewhat glaring i mean they pointed it out in one episode uh mac bangs dennis's mom they point out that plot yeah hole. that's what i was about to say is since they if they thought about this and if they realized it either they were okay with saying like okay she was in this mental state where like she wouldn't have noticed or wouldn't have realized it and that's our excuse or they just didn't realize it and didn't look at it as a plot hole but i feel like they noticed it and were okay with being like she wasn't in the right state of mind. Like, how, why would she know? Like, whatever. And and as we all know, D is a screw up. Yeah, so that too. Yeah, could also be that. All right. When we come back here, we got another half of this episode that we're going to talk about. We're going to put some numbers to our argument and put it on a scale of one to ten. It's going to be real interesting here. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen, golden gods and goddesses, Brayden talking with Adam and Donnie and the dish of the day, Raspberry Pop-Tart, about season three, episode four, Gang Gets Held Hostage. If you're new to the show or need a quick reminder, we got five categories when we are talking about this episode. We are talking about the story, the characters, the quotes, the overall humor, and of course, the wild card spot of which you can give up to 10 points for each category. So let's just get right into Should we lose him? Are you okay? Yeah. Sorry. The toaster was done. Some asshole tried to put butter on me. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I had to flee well, the butter. Well, now I got to keep that part in the show. So <laughs> let's, yeah. let's start it out with the story of this episode. Um, what'd you guys think of the story for season three, episode four, the gang gets held hostage. I like how I gave it. Oh, oh, I... and two twists. Beautiful. Two beautiful twists. Two beautiful twists and a reach wraparound. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. So is a, is a wraparound not You're giving a, a plot twist? No, a plot twist is something in the plot that you didn't expect. The wraparound is when the A plot, namely the people being taken hostage, and the B plot, Frank and the Attic, come together. So you're oh. giving this a 2 out of 10? I said 10. Oh, I didn't you hear that. A 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. A 10, because there is a wraparound. It's yeah. a generally good story, I like it in general, but there is a wraparound and two twists. 
Okay, so the stories converge at the end, and uh, and then there's two plot twists. There's two twists. So I've been using the wrong definition for wraparound, I just discovered. Having said that, I give it a 7 out of 10 for it's the story. When you're having sex with a man and you jerk him off. That's a wraparound. That's a reach around. Um, 7 out of 10 on the story. <laughs> Pretty good for, <laughs> I think, you know, all things considered, this is a bottle episode, so there's there's been worse bottle episodes. It's a bottle episode. <laughs> I think it's pretty good. What does that mean? Uh, a bottle episode is usually done after uh, production money is yeah. spent on an episode and usually just features one set with the the necessary crew, not really yeah. too many people involved. It, and this is the famous, definition episode where we just define everything. Here's a here, here's a really, <laughs> if, you, if anyone has ever seen the show Breaking Bad, a really good famous um, bottle episode is The Fly no. when they're in the room. Yeah, just the two of them. It happens Stop when the production talking needs... Talking about other shows. <laughs> oh That's so, what the fans want. So in this episode, uh, it's a bottle episode is... I. It doesn't need to be after they blow their money. Uh, technically, any episode that just features the core characters in one location is the technical definition. It's so one. It could be worse. Um, I think they could be pretty trite or boring sometimes, but this one manages to be pretty unique. Uh, you know, especially in the ending, especially in the twist ending. Um, so seven out of ten on the story for me. Yeah. And I, if you bring up a show that isn't no, It's Always Sunny right, right now, I'm stabbing you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll stab this you. This is what the fans Someone's want. Someone's got to get stabbed. Please stab somebody. This is what the fans want. know we're for real. Want. All right, I'm giving this a, a 7 out of 10 for the story as well. Uh, I, I like the Die Hard bit. Um, I like how they, they reference other episodes, like, you know, it's continuing from the gang that gets invincible, but also it's continuing from the last episode where they're talking about wills and lawyers. I don't know if you guys caught that in the beginning when Mac and Frank are talking about like you know uh, all that stuff. So it's yeah, like yeah, so that would make sense. They're like that's not gonna work. Bar that doesn't work like that. Barbara just died, so uh, obviously Frank's gonna be thinking about his will. Yeah, so a lot of continuity. Yeah, two episodes. Yeah. Wow, there you go. Only seven out of ten. I, I I did move it up to seven point five a little bit, but you said seven, yeah. and I was like, um. I mean, I was, you said it was a bottle episode, and I'm like, yeah, bottle episodes aren't that great. I don't know if I should give credit to bottle episodes, but, yeah. Well, maybe we'll find out. Yeah. Who knows? What if the yeah. top episode at the end of this whole podcast is a bottle episode? Yeah. Could yeah. you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Number one episode is just the gang. It's Charlie McDennis or something. The gang goes to hell or whatever it was. Uh, the gang goes to hell. They're on a cruise ship. And yeah, they're in people. one episode. They're in the... Oh yeah, I, mm, no. Yeah, it has to be the whole plot. Anyways, yeah, you guys said it. everything that needed to be said, plus a bunch more. Uh, I gave it a seven. Cool. <laughs> surprise, surprise! We couldn't shut up. Yeah. <laughs> reason, reason will prevail. Reason. Yeah. Uh, characters, characters on this episode. Give it on a scale of ten, ten as well. Ten out of ten again. Ten out of ten. They're just the fucking McPoyles are being the McPoyles. Max the fucking idiot. <laughs> and Charlie. Charlie's my favorite. because uh, uh, Simply because of uh, the bathroom scene we were talking about earlier. And thinking Stockholm Syndrome is physical. Huh. Great stuff. Yeah, I do think that the best part of this episode was the characters. So I had to change my score to reflect that just a little bit. I'm going to up the characters from my 7 to an 8. I got a I got a hot take that you guys might not agree with here. I think the McPoyles are the real stars in this episode. Oh yeah. 
I know yeah. we uh, talked about it I, earlier, but I liked him more than I liked the gang this episode. Yes. The gang wasn't themselves, except for Charlie. And even then. Charlie was really himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, so 8 out of 10 on the characters for me. I'm, I'm giving this a 9 out of 10. I give it an 8. Because we get Margaret more and more in the show. The McPoyles are here. The brothers are here. Um, Nate Mooney and uh, Jimmy Simpson Brown, they're so good in this episode. So is um, uh, the lady who plays Margaret. I forget her name. But, they see surface. Yeah, um, but she doesn't talk, so we don't see her. That the whole time when she's raising her hand and blinking and stuff, that's great. It's just uh, she has. It's amazing that she has as many jokes yeah. as the McPoyle brothers, mm-hmm. um, and she doesn't have to say a damn word. Yeah, it's good stuff. And it's good stuff. I so like we got a pair of eights and a, a nine. nine and dish a day. Let's do quotes. What do you guys think? Yeah, Let's uh, I didn't. I didn't find that many. Uh, so I'm only going to go three out of 10. If someone is found more quotes than me, by all means, go for it. What about the girl? I gave it a six out of 10. I didn't think that there were, I also didn't think that there were too many. I didn't think it was low enough to give a three out of 10. I thought there were, you know, some good ones. <laughs> you don't want to be on my dig team. Um, <laughs> I love it. I got the fart in your face before and we're going to die. Skim for the lady. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm not sh- one of her family members, so I'll have a harder time trying to have sex with her. When Dennis was uh, talking about Margaret, <laughs> so that's, uh, that I got that going against me. Yeah, the the nothing <laughs> sexual, not in a sexual way, kind of came back. He's like, I'm gonna shove my fist up your ass like fast and hard, but not in a sexual way. Not in a way. sexual way, because <laughs> yeah. I'm pissed. <laughs> You're um, looking for this well pop? Yeah, well, that's what I was trying to do with it. Oh. Oh, yeah. And then when he walks into the bathroom, he's like, it doesn't look like nothing, but for the record, I'm into it. That would, <laughs> that would make it. me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah, no, other than a few of those, yeah. they weren't that great. I also gave it a six. I'm giving it a four. Just below average. <laughs> Just below average? Um, yeah, I think there's only one one or two quotes that I really stood. I'll go, I'll go to four as well. Yeah. I'll go to four as well because yeah. uh, here's a line, a line that, I don't know. I like this exchange and then just kind of tapers out into one of those things where depending on which member of the gang you're listening to, you hear a different punchline. Um, where, uh, when they're making the demands in the Planet Hollywood jackets, where are they going to get a Planet Hollywood yeah. jacket? Those places don't exist where anymore. <laughs> Maybe Dan, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> and he won't give it up. He won't give it up. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. What about, he won't give it up. This line I love um, when D is like, I love inbreeding. Like, that's a funny line. Throwaway line, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it can, wasn't. You know. Can asshole rip in half? Yeah, that's a good like one. Tissue like paper. tissue paper. Come like. on, take the girl, take the girl. Don't argue with them. Just go. <laughs> He's like, listen to them, D. They like, haven't said anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'll stick in my four out of yeah. ten. I'm not gonna go higher, yeah. than that, but I'll change it to a four. Cool. So, are we all on the same page with that? Sixes, fours. Yeah, pretty close. All yeah. Right. All right. Cool. We agree too much around here. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Uh, we oh, just argued for fucking fifteen minutes about death mutes and the space odyssey. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It. <laughs> the, I'm right. The description for this episode is gonna be freaking wild. <laughs> it's gonna be this episode. We talk about death mutes in 2001: A Space Odyssey. Well, that's probably what's gonna be. Yep, there it that's is. For future Nailed it. Listen I just, in to I just find did out my own work. Still an always sunny podcast. <laughs> Again, again, the the play at home drinking game. Take a shot every time we talk about something that isn't. It's always sunny in Philadelphia on this godforsaken podcast. We're gonna get sued. The overall humor of this 
episode. How much did it make you guys laugh? You guys go first. Nine. You love this episode. Yeah, you Why really does no one shit yeah, on I this guy? It was pretty good, man. I yeah, like it the was good. It was good. I like the McPoyles. I'll always go out for the McPoyles. I was about to say, you are pretty consistent with your love for certain characters and certain aspects of the show, so I understand where these nines and tens are coming from, but I, I really don't agree that much. I would give it a seven. I gave it an eight for... Um, I, I found five just really incredible bits that I loved in this episode. Uh, it wasn't super quote-heavy, but... The, the nice ride I talked about, Stockholm Syndrome I've already talked about, everything that Margaret McPoyle does, and then on that note, the making her raise her hand and blink fast, uh, I don't know why that makes me damn near cry laugh, but it, it gets me there. And Ryan stabbing Liam is uh, monumental. And he handles, it, he, he handles it so well. He's like, he's in pain? Give me the milk, more pain. Lukewarm, lukewarm skim milk. I literally, Donnie can attest this. I gagged. I literally just, I gagged. It's so. Ugh. That's the least vomit-inducing thing about these people. I don't know why the lukewarm skim milk got me. Gets me. Not I don't know either. Sweat. Warm milk is not that nasty. I just, I can't Let's do see. it. Like it's much better if you add okay. chocolate and make hot it hot milk chocolate. When you're trying like, to go to sleep, warm milk, hot milk. When you're trying to go to sleep, is different than lukewarm milk. Okay, yeah. when you're trying to true. dig a yes. hole and need water. Who's Luke? <laughs> but yeah, no, that is very true. Yeah, I guess I was thinking like intentionally heated warm milk to go to sleep. But yeah, no. Mm. Yeah, that's gross. Um, do you guys remember? Gross. You guys remember that? Thank you. You guys remember the parts where where they were like like like. Contemplating whether or not they should get coolers and beer. Oh yeah, I love how like yeah. quickly. I don't they, remember the part. Suck my dick. <laughs> I love how quickly they do get distracted from like. Oh shit, we're they have yeah, guns pointed at us. We're in a hostage yeah. situation, but like it's always sunny. Yeah, there's a now, lot it's just of time bickering. to get beer. We gotta like how are we how are we gonna keep the beer cold if we don't have a cooler? Like guys, you don't get it. And he's just like, and then he goes to get the cooler, and they finally points the gun at him. They're like, oh yeah, shit, we're hostages. Like <laughs> despite the fact they make a lot of good points about the beer and cooler, they're still in a hostage situation. Do the McBoyles yeah. drink? Milk. Milk. Yeah, milk. Mother's milk. milk. Is it... That's is it probably spiked it. Spiked milk? I don't think In so. In that one episode... Mother's milk. It's it's mother's... No, that's the... Oh, wait, no, yeah. That is the Marine Ponderosa wedding. Yeah, <laughs> it was spiked, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, damn, that's... Um, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no, so that's why they couldn't understand it then. That's why it's... So, they're just two different yeah. worlds. Um, The whole... Whenever uh, Dennis seducing Margaret, that whole scene was funny to me oh god we totally overlooked yeah, all that that was so funny every time she licks her lips oh that's something she shouldn't do that at and how Ugh. she keeps going back for a kiss and De uh, dennis is like no we're in love now that part's over yeah we're in love <laughs> now this is the part where you take me out and we go fall in love and together away yeah it was yeah. all for together. nothing yeah that part was i love that part that's so funny so 7.5 to me um i don't want to give it an eight i'll meet you guys in the middle between donnie and Braden. seven and a half i don't know uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like eight's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, but the incredible bits, I, I made my point there. So eight, okay. 7.5, seven. day, Mr. Raspberry. Uh, I gave it a nine for humor. Nice. All right. That leaves one more thing here. And, uh, there's a lot of these in this episode. It's time for, yeah, that still that. Uh, I'll, I'll let someone else go first. Mine got mine got taken last episode. Well, not taken. Someone mentioned it. Well, no, I said the other one. Never mind. Don't listen to me. Anyways, <laughs> Adam. 
Um, for my wild card, I'm giving it a straight 10 because there's a lot of wild cards this episode. Wow. So many twists and turns, so many things. I'm like, what is going on? This is a new like gang that I haven't seen in a bit. So 10 out of 10 on the wild cards. Cause I, and I, I, I love this episode in general, so I want to give it as many points as I can. Uh, I gave it a five for at the end when he was falling off the building. It was probably about a five foot drop at the most. Yeah. So I gave it a five. <laughs> hey, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> climb down that ladder. He's like, oh, it's kind of like, whoa, whoa. And like, yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then when he says, take that ladder over there, and they zoom out and the ladder's there. That's great. Um, so I said I counted. I gave it a five bathrobe. I gave a, a seven in total, five bathrobes, and two long shirts out of ten. <laughs> Put these on. <laughs> I'll meet you guys in the middle there. I said I counted five or six broken alliances, so I'll go with six broken alliances out of ten for uh, an alliance-filled episode. All right, guys, let's start out with the fans here. Um, so IMDb is what we're using here. On a scale of one to ten, we are going to see what the fans think of the gang held ho- uh, gang gets held hostage. So, what do you guys think? Where Where is this 8. episode? Eight point seven. Hmm. Yeah, okay. 7 is what the fans give it. I'd say like an 8.4, okay. 8.9. Donnie wins this one here. Wow, 8.9. Nice. This is number three on for the money. Right on the money. You do that a lot. Number three for the Killed fan it. list. I'm a fan, bro. Yeah, you are. Two point- a professional gambler. <laughs> thousand votes. The gang gets held hostage is number three for the fans. But where does it land on the list of lists, you guys? Let's start out with the Dish of the Day. Dish of the Day has this episode at number two on his. Right behind Charlie Goes America all over everybody's ass. But right above, the gang gives back. Dish of the Day gives this episode an 8.4. Myself. I give this episode a 6.6, just like I did last episode, sitting pretty at number 10 for me, right in the middle of the list. Adam gave this episode a 7.5, tied with two other episodes, The Gang Gives Back and Charlie Has Cancer. This is number 10 for Adam, right in the middle of his list. And Donnie gave this episode the exact same score I did, 6.6, tied with Charlie Has Cancer and The Gang Runs for Office on his list. All together now, we put them together and average it out. And this episode is number seven on the list of lists. We got 21 entries, so it's in the top third. Number seven is The Gang Gets Held Hostage, right behind uh, The Gang Gets Invincible, tied with Charlie Gets Crippled from season two. So uh, still, (laughs) (laughs) the guy out there didn't agree with our score. No, he did not. So, uh, still, the highest season three episode so far is The Gang Gets Invincible, but we are missing our score from the dish of the day, so I'm sure that will go down, down, down. It better not go down, down, down. <laughs> There's some McPoyles in that episode. Uh, speaking of McPoyles, in, in due time. So, we will revisit that at the end of the season. So, what we need you guys to do is subscribe uh, everywhere you listen to podcasts. If you're listening to this, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, and 50,000 other platforms I can't think of right now. And while you're on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us that five-star review. We really would appreciate it. Five-star rating for a five-star podcast. Five-star man. And uh, follow us at Always Sunny Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And our Always Sunny Pod is where you can find the list of lists, including this episode now. So go check it out. 
See where we've put every other episode we reviewed so far. It's a good time. Shout out to everyone who's uh, joined us thus far. We appreciate you guys so much. Love you guys. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back shortly. We got a Jabroni Talk coming up, but then we got some more awesome Season 3 episode reviews that we're going to hit, including the next episode, guys. It's time for the Aluminum Monster versus Fatty Magoo. Coming up on Rum, Ham, and Wild Cards, so don't go anywhere. Subscribe. Uh, we'll be seeing you guys very shortly. Yeah, you forgot to plug our OnlyFans, but it's cool. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> it's OnlyFans. It's always OnlyFans. <laughs>